Welcome to another edition of Wiretapping on CrimeTime.com, the Golden Spike Empire. My name is Chris, ARS crew. I'll be conducting this interview today with the one and only Yeti. You there, Yeti? I am. Yes, What's I am. up, dude? How was my intro? Was it sick or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds great. Uh, long time. It's It's been a while since we've talked. Well, except for just a moment ago, but... Uh... Right. <laughs> yeah, how you been, man? You doing all right? Yeah, yeah. I'm great. I'm great. Okay, I should mention that we have Deja also on the line. He's uh, recording, holding <laughs> down the fort in uh, Portland. Um, you're welcome to peep in at any time, Deja. You want to say a little hello right now? All right. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Will I not have that like cool little dial thing happening or whatever? Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll splice it in for you. <laughs> oh, okay, good, because I really like that. All right, Yeti. Well, let's get the let's get the basics over first, and so we can get into you know the really juicy stuff. How long okay. have you been writing? Uh, how did you get started? Who were some influences when you got started? Okay. Um, hmm. Well, like most people, I think my story is pretty similar to a lot of like skateboarding punks. You know, I started skateboarding first, and it seemed like a kind of natural thing, natural uh, transition, you know, a lot of people were gravitating towards it because I think that it was just another outlet for for kids, and um, maybe it, it has a lot to do with the fact that with skateboarding, you are finding different spots and trying to figure out, like, a different way to use the, the city, and um, yeah, so my story is pretty similar in that regard. Um, so I was I was about I've been skateboarding ever since I was like eight years old, and I remember when Salt Lake City didn't have a graph scene, and um, uh, when I was around twelve, that's when I started noticing it. I think that um, that's maybe around the time when like ego came into town and uh, indoctrinated everyone, um, Sledge and Sway and all the old TBH guys, and um, suddenly I noticed this thing, like, spring up overnight on the freeways, and, of course, you know, like, like, K's, I was down with art already, so, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I'd been, always been into drawing and, and painting and everything, so it just seemed like, uh, really, everything kind of dovetailed really nicely between art and skateboarding, it seemed uh, kind of a no-brainer, and um, <clears throat> I remember I went to I went, um, which was an awesome school to go to uh, in Salt Lake City, and um, there was this kid in my art class named Alfredo, who would do these like awesome hip hop characters, and uh, I was super into that, and and then I remember. Um, so a bunch of my friends started to kind of get into it too. Uh, one of my friends, um, who who used to write hence, um, I'm sure he'll come up a lot <laughs> in this. Yeah. Uh, we we used to skate a lot together, and he was getting into it. Um, this guy that wrote Hider, um, Height Height uh, ARS, the original ARS. Uh, I'm like second wave ARS, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, he. 
he was getting into it. I remember he was wearing like fat laces the whole nine, and and um, I was like, oh wow, like that's what I guess people who write graffiti look like. And um, uh, I think he was a big influence on a lot of people um, back in the day. Yeah, 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 I just, yeah. I, and I remember like seeing spots where Height and Caro and Scare um, did a lot of stuff, and I would just I took photos of. You know, I, I was like crazy into benching back then, um, and, and benching was totally a different thing uh, because it was absolutely essential to even like see graffiti. Um, you, you really had to go places, which is like the whole you know internet thing. We we can kind of get into that, but I think it's a pretty well charted terrain in terms of like how people have talked about it in graffiti. It's like oh, it's killed it, but it's been great, whatever. Um, <laughs> but Anyhow, uh, yeah, so I remember, like, studying Caro pieces and studying height pieces and, you know, the Lakai wall and, of course, AOD and SADK, like, all those old crews, um, the SADK battle was, like, really crazy. I remember that just, like, blew my mind. Um, (laughs) For a while, I even forgot who the other crew was. I forgot that it was TM because I think SAD, like, really sort of destroyed them, <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, so that, that's basically my, oh, so, you know, I was around, like, 12 years old, and, um, let's see, I didn't really start taking it seriously until I got into maybe high school, I mean, I would do, like, a little, like, scribbles here and there, or whatever, but, but when I got into high school, that's when I started to actually, like, do throw-ups and pieces and, um, start to kind of get into it, and uh, oh gosh, I'm I'm getting uh, getting older now. <laughs> um, let's see, what does that mean? Fifteen. Yeah, maybe let's not do thir- math. Maybe thir- thirteen <laughs> years, thirteen years, something like that. I don't know, maybe even more. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> when you when you first picked up the can, who who was there? I mean, it, was was Hans sort of your main your main guy when you when you started out? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, it was probably at the old Springs Wall, <laughs> which was like this crazy place that you had to like kind of bushwhack to get into. Um, and I remember, uh, yeah, I probably like first time I painted. Um, might have been with Hence actually, and um, uh, and and I remember like Bay was right there with us too. I remember Bay was like <laughs> he was sort of one of the first people, one of my first friends to really start to get the hang of it. You know, I think yeah. it took the rest of us a little bit longer, and <laughs> I remember it, it really kind of like pushed me to to go harder, you know, because it was like, oh, he's, like, grasped it, and here I am, like, I just can't figure it out, um, and, uh, you know, I, I remember kind of, like, almost being sort of, like, the runt of the pack or something, you know, like, <laughs> everybody else is either older than me or, um, wiser than me or whatever, and, and I was just, like, sort of this little kid trying to, like, figure shit out, you know, <laughs> So why did why did you pick Yeti? Does it have any meaning, or just cool letters, or what? What was the deal? Um, 
I smoked peyote in the Mexican <laughs> desert and uh, had a vision. Um, and uh -huh. the rest is, is history. Really? That's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, really, I, um, I don't know, actually. I, I remember telling... I, I wrote a bunch of other names before that. I, I wrote a lot of like funny names, like everyone else. Like I wrote Curse. Um, I wrote Soul for a while. Um, I wrote uh, the the first real name that I had was Pend, P E N D. Yeah, that's. I think I, when I met you, that's what you were writing. Yeah, yeah, that was that was it, and and then I um, got up a little bit with that name, and then I changed to Yeti. And I remember when I changed to Yeti. I told Hence, you know, I'm going to do a footprint in my throw-ups and blah, blah, blah. And he was just, he thought it was like the stupidest thing he had ever heard and, and told me, like, basically that it was a dumb idea. And, and that's when I knew that I should do it. Yeah. That's, I love the footprint. That's actually, yeah, thanks. <laughs> that's, that's actually, like, pretty much my um, philosophy in painting is, like, the stupider the better, generally. Like, yeah. Well, that's, I want to get into that a little bit later uh, when we talk about uh, a few other things with your style and whatnot. So I have um, a question. Wait a minute. Do you have birds? Birds? His, his birds oh, do you hear birds in the background? Yeah. Oh, no, no. It's just a nice, um, it's a nice summery day, you know, in, in Boston. You got um, the windows open? I've got the windows open, and there's a nice breeze. <laughs> the curtains are flowing. and. Uh, wow. Okay. It's a nice touch. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's actually there's actually a lot of trees in my neighborhood, despite that I live in Boston. Um, Boston has a lot of trees. It's it's really nice out here, actually. Uh, sorry, awesome. didn't mean to digress. <laughs> oh no, that's quite alright. Anytime, Deja. Deja. Um, okay, so another question about your name. So getting back to your name, you, you wrote Yeti for a while, and then you changed it up and started writing Glioma, and then eventually, after a while, you changed back to Yeti. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about what Glioma was, was all about, why you changed your name and then eventually changed back to Yeti. Yeah, yeah. so, okay, I've, I've always, um, I've kept up, like, a, an, a consistent studio practice as, as a visual artist, and, you know, I make sculpture, I, I make paintings, and I remember um, being kind of conflicted or feeling like almost maybe I have this like hybrid sense of things, you know, where, um, I don't know, like maybe almost like schizophrenic or something. Uh, and, and so I felt like I actually started to feel pretty limited by what Yeti kind of was for me, I guess at the time. And, um, Glioma seems like this transition that I needed to make. I, I think for, for one thing, first of all, the word Yeti is actually a really difficult name to write. I have found out the hard way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's got some tough letters. Yeah, I, it's it's been a re real pain. In fact, I feel like I've only recently got the hang of it. To be perfectly <laughs> honest, um, with Glioma, it's actually really symmetrical. Uh, the G, if you do like an uppercase G and a lowercase A, they match one another. The L and the I kind of matches the M, and the O is the center point. So it was like this this word that I thought was actually really nice to write for once. And the symmetry was really exciting to me. Um, and also it gave me an excuse to start to do other things, to, to kind of, 
I don't know, get into a different style and, and to experiment a little bit more. I remember I was really influenced by Dame early on and a lot of like 3D graffiti. I, I was really into doing that. Um, Cause I, I remember actually an old Deja piece. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember you were doing those 3D styles for a while. That wasn't. And, <laughs> what's that? No, <laughs> <I> wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're really great. Um, you know, they, they made an impact on me and Dame made an impact on me or dime, I guess. And, um, I, I thought that it was like, you know, the next level thing. <laughs> and, um, I guess it had a lot to do with just like really wanting to try to like finesse the way that I paint, you know, like trying to really push my level of painting. And, uh, it got to the point where I, I started to feel like I was getting too into the details of things and like getting too into finessing things to a point where it, it just started to actually bore me. And glioma actually was this excuse to just get as ugly as I possibly could, like just to be, um, lousy, you know, <laughs> and, and, and kind of keep it, keep it lazy a little bit. <laughs> and, um, I remember I caught a lot of flack for a while. Uh, a lot of people were like, Oh man, he doesn't even try anymore. And just <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like going on and on about like just ragging on me for it. And, um, it, it kind of actually, made me more motivated to just keep doing it, nice. keep pushing it and just be like really gross, you know, because <laughs> I think, I think like a lot of graffiti people, practitioners are really into that finesse, you know, like that sort of like polishing and, and fine tuning that happens in, in piecing. And I, I, I wanted something that was more raw, I think, and, and more kind of in the spirit of like bombing or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I think you really established that. I remember when you switched um, and started writing Glioma. I sort of call it your crazy period. You know, it's where this like this new movement sort of was introduced, and and it seemed a lot more free. And um, I remember having a discussion with the reps about it, and he said he said that people either love Yeti style or they hated it. Um, yeah. I think that's very true. And what I I think what I liked about it most was that it was this sort of like you know, free sort of style without, you know, you didn't follow the typical graffiti, graffiti writer rules, you know, you sort of made it up on your own and still made it look fresh. And anyway. Oh, well, thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, I, and then, and then I felt like I actually kind of came full circle. Um, at a certain point I, I started to think, well, you know, maybe there was something that was also kind of valuable about what I was doing before, and so I went, I kind of went back to Yeti and started to experiment a little bit more. And I, I felt like I took what I had learned from going through that exper experiment with, with Glioma and then what I did prior to that um, as Yeti and just kind of like made a new sort of, I don't know, hybrid of, of that, I guess. And uh, now, now I think that I'm just kind of, experimenting in a, in a different way you know it's like maybe there's finesse but then there's also like a kind of rawness too and I think all of that stuff is still pretty important to me um, and, and actually I recently just did a, a I stopped writing Glioma for a long time and I just did a, a recent one 
where um, I did this. Actually, it was Yeti Glioma production, and um, <laughs> as though you know, two people <laughs> are involved. And um, your two personalities. What's that? Your two personalities. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But they all they they both looked kind of the same because it was a it was a theme. I had um, for the the Yeti piece. I had a, a T-bone steak for the tea and a, a fork um, that was a, a three-pronged fork that was poking into the T-bone steak was that was the E. And uh, and then I came back to that same spot and I I did a glioma piece that had a bacon for the L and the I and uh, an egg for the O. And, and that was the first time that I, first time that I wrote Glioma in years. We so need a flick of that. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll send you guys a flick. I got one. <laughs> it's on my Flickr account. Awesome. Well, do you want to tell our listeners what Glioma means? It sort of, uh, I think, makes the style makes makes the style make more sense. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like the most horrendous form of brain cancer you can possibly have. If you have glioma, you're basically fucked. Like you are not going to live much longer. It's it's very terminal. Uh, you know, glioblastoma is the full, the full thing, the full name. Did you ever do uh, a full glioma blastoma piece? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did several, and it was always funny just to write like ridiculously long name that was almost like a crew spell out or something. No, that's awesome. I love that name. Well, we've already sort of established in the interview that you're a, a talented artist outside of, of graffiti. How how is your how has your art influenced your graffiti and vice versa? Well, people that know both sides of me, they will say that my art really reflects my graffiti and that my graffiti reflects my art and they can see the connections. But I've never been able to be like one of those people like Barry McGee who I think like brings what he does from the street into the gallery, even though there is like something that he does that's very different within that setting. I mean, it's it's not like they're completely synonymous, but there are connections that I think are more direct. You know, like you could see, um, you you might even see like a twist tag on on the wall or like on an object in the space or whatever. And, and I've tried it. I've tried to like you know just do a piece or something in in a gallery and it just doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me on the same level. And in fact, I've, I've gravitated more towards sculpture because I think, um, painting, painting graffiti like satisfies me as a painter, you know, like I, I have a real like painter, painter's sensibility and painting graffiti is actually just like satisfies that outlet. So I, I feel free to kind of do something totally different within like the objects that I make. And they still, I, I think they both, what they both share is like that real kind of like raw, visceral thing that I'm talking about, like this real kind of guttural, like sort of over the top ridiculousness. <laughs> and and, and there, there's a lot of like really kind of convoluted narratives that are involved um, within the sculpture. Less so with the graffiti, like with the graffiti, it's actually really simple. It's like, you know, in my fill, there's a bunch of zits that are being popped or whatever, <laughs> you know, um, just like whatever. In fact, in fact, I'm going to paint whole cars tonight. And, um, 
uh, we, uh, I, I'm going to do, uh, I'll just tell you what I'm planning on doing. Hopefully, if, if the weather permits, because it might, we have a 30% chance of rain. The weather's so fickle in New England. But, um, yeah, so I'm planning on doing this, like, big sneaker um, on the train, like, just, like, a huge sneaker um, that has just stepped into a wad of gum. And that wad of gum is going to spell out you know, my name, it's going to spell out Yeti, um, as though, the you know, like if you were to step on a lot of gum in a hot summer day and you see all the, like, strings of the gum, like the strands of the gum, and it's, like, really gooey and gross, that's going to say Yeti. And then in the sneaker, it's going to say aerosols. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then there's going to be um, a chain, a chain necklace coming down in, in the center somewhere. I'm not really sure. Uh, it's it's going to say train bang click. Train bangers <laughs> click. Um, awesome. Because I, I just got into TBK. And uh, <laughs> and so I'm going to do like this gold necklace that, that reflects what I think TBK is. You know, there's, there's a bunch <laughs> of like, you know, rap spray dudes in that, in that crew. And, uh, I think it's, I think it's going to be great. Um, I'm going to use gold and I'm going to have diamonds that are like sort of <laughs> embedded in that necklace so that it says, you know, like the T and the B and the K will be like, like shining diamonds. Oh, and I was thinking about like, um, for the sneaker, I thought that I would do like, you know, the big air bubbles and stuff. On the, on the sole, and maybe I, I'm going to try it, if, if I can do it, if I, if I have enough time. This is pretty ambitious. Um, I, I want to do a, a light, like, you know, the, the red light that, um, you know, <laughs> little kids, when they, when they have lights in their sneakers, basically, like, I'm going to have, like, a light, like, shining out of it, um, yeah. emanating from the, the sole of the sneaker. Sounds great. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, about like 40 cans later, um, hopefully this this will happen. That's my plan for tonight. <laughs> that sounds great, dude. I can't wait to see that one. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll send you photos. Especially the, the use of the gold. That'll be tight. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, excited. I'm excited. Well, you, you've mentioned, you mentioned crews a little bit, that uh, ARS and TBK. Maybe you could tell us uh, a, little about, a little bit about your history with crews and your thoughts on, on being in a crew. Uh, hmm. Well, I just, I, I remember when you were coming up, it seemed like you almost came out of nowhere and were this, uh, you know, a really talented kid. And for a while, SADK was still around and they were interested in you. ARS was in, interested in you. Um, and you know, now you've, uh, uh, moved on to other things as well. So maybe ha were, was riding in a crew helpful at all? Did you enjoy it? Um, do you think it's worthwhile for other riders to be in crews? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sense? Yeah, no, no, it's been great. I mean, with ARS, it was like this old school crew in Salt Lake City. And as I mentioned, all the people that were in it were really inspiring to me when I was coming up. Um, Caro, Height, Scare, you know, those were the main dudes. And, 
uh, I, I remember actually <laughs> like being a little grommy, you know, and, and kind of almost fantasizing like one day I'm going to be paying with those guys, you know, I'm going to be paying with SADK. Like, um, I, I remember skating on, on Fuhrer's ramp, um, and, and just being like sort of blown away, like, wow, I'm skating on Fuhrer's mini ramp, you know? <laughs> um, and, uh, anyhow, you know, it was, it was really great. Like when, when I finally got into ARS, I was like really psyched. Um, and it, and it's been such a long running crew, so it feels good to be a part of that. Um, and all the people that are in it, you know, like I, I have a lot of love for, obviously, like we're all really good friends or all really close. And, um, even though we're all like in different parts of the country and, and world, in fact, um, it, I, I still feel really connected and, um, uh, you know, TVK is almost, I, I kind of see TVK as like being a, a brother crew in a way. Um, yeah. cause we have a lot of like, you know, ties with them. And, and so I'm really psyched to be in that too. Cause those guys are just crazy and a lot of funny dudes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eris is a total riot and, uh, you know, a lot of good, a lot of good people, but, um, uh, let's see. All right. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Answer. <laughs> so on, on crimetime.com right now you have, or golden spike empire.com, whichever you prefer, uh, you have several top to bottoms that you've done. Uh, we, you've mentioned that you're not a Salt Lake resident anymore. You're living on the East coast. Um, are, what are the train yards like out there? I mean, I'm looking at several right now that you've painted top to bottom, some with Kim, and uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, um, there's a really big freight yard in Boston, actually, that's, like, really great. Um, but it, it's really active, and it's really hot. Uh, a lot of people paint it, you know, and, um, in fact, moving out here was kind of an eye-opener for me because it seems like there's more people competing for the same space as opposed to, well, actually, when I go back to Salt Lake now, it's it's starting to feel more like this too, and I think it has a lot to do with the popularity of, of freight trains. Um, but anyhow, yeah, you know, there's, there's yards here, and um, it's just like, I think it's just like anywhere else except for, I feel like, the East Coast in general is more populated and therefore there's more and, and, and like the denseness of it makes it like a little bit crazier to get over I think than it is out there and um, I actually remember like having almost a complex coming out here there's all these like really historical buildings and like really kind of beautiful buildings in a way and and kind of almost feeling like, wow, you know, I, I probably shouldn't be painting this because I was used to just like painting like really stupid walls in the suburbs or, you know, wh whatever, like whatever place that was just like totally ridiculous, like cinder blocks or whatever that, that seemed like I, I felt like okay painting it because it was just so boring and drab. But out here it's like it's a totally different kind of architecture and, and the architecture is actually really great. Um, I, I like it a lot. The alleyways are amazing. Um, New York is really great. Uh, 
but uh, painting painting whole cars with Cam has been really awesome. I can't really thank that guy enough. You know, like he's uh, he's the man. <laughs> I, I would have never guessed that I, I would have been painting with Cam. It's it's really weird how life works. You know, but but that's the cool thing about graffiti is that you could. Um, travel across the country and hook up with somebody that you don't really know and have like an instant friend and uh, now I feel like really connected to him and, and a bunch of other people um, and uh, you know I, I love painting whole cars because uh, for one thing I think that you know so many people are going over other people like, all, you know, I listened to the Jailer interview and he was talking about how, like, all the old stuff is just getting gobbled up by all the new kids. And it's like, yeah, you know, if you paint a and, – and Pierre always says this too, you know, I paint big because if you don't, you'll just get gone over. And if you paint a whole car, <laughs> somebody would have to go over you with the whole car. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's going to last a little bit longer. That's that's one nice thing. Um, the way Cam always sums it up is it's it's like – why would I just go to the yard to do a panel? In fact, <laughs> he would. He would. I, I remember this one night when there was only like one car, and he's like, "Ah, like let's just go," you know. And I'm like, "Come on, let's just do a panel." He's like, uh, "You know, it's cool if if you want to do a panel, it's fine. Like I'll just I'll just watch you or something." And and I was like, "All right, fine. You know, I'm doing a panel," <laughs> and and he finally did a panel. But but it was like pulling teeth to get this guy to do a panel because he just loves painting whole cars so much and um, and he just thinks about the rest of the the train as being kind of an unutilized canvas and I couldn't agree more you know um, it does seem like kind of all this empty space around it and uh, although I love painting panels don't get me wrong like I I totally love doing that um, but whole cars are great because you know, they really get seen and, um, they're fun to paint. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting older and I don't have as much time to paint as I used to. And so it's like, when I go out, I really want to go out and, and Kem says the same thing. You know, it's like, th that's why his pieces are like such quality because he's just like always doing it. You know, like he, he doesn't have as much time, so he wants to go and do it. And, uh, I feel the same way. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, I get to do crazy things like paint sneakers and <laughs> gum, chewed up gum and diamond necklaces and, you know, what, what have you. It's, it's fun to kind of figure out different ways to, to do it. Well, you've been around for a while now. Have you had any close calls in the yards or any chases or anything like that? Yeah, you know, just like anybody else, I, I have a lot of fond memories, <laughs> um, a lot of close calls, but, um, you know, it's, it's like pretty much just your typical run of the mill chase story, really. Yeah. Nothing you want to share. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, there was, uh, that one time with, with Hence and, uh, erupts that, you kind of alluded to, <laughs> or I think yeah. you were painting to. <laughs> you, were, you were painting a train, right? And then you, uh, you had a poo attack and had to use um, <laughs> hence a sketch to wipe your butt, if I remember right. Is that true? Can you elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Um, what? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a chase story? Come on. Okay, back up. I haven't heard this one. Well, okay. Man, talk about inconvenience. Um, <laughs> so we were actually in your, on your turf, Deja. Um, we were in Ogden. And, uh, ah, man. Okay, so... <laughs> I, I, yeah, I had a poo attack as you, as you explained and, you know, erupts and hence are like doing their thing and I'm, I'm trying to do my thing, but I'm like, oh man, you know, we've all had it. Like everybody who's, who's done a lot of painting, they've all had that like kind of poo attack at the wrong moment, you know? And, um, and it, it was pretty intense. I don't know what happened um, what I ate or whatever, but, um, it was an emergency. And basically I, I was like, you guys, you, you have anything like, can, can I use anything, whatever. And, and hence gave me his sketch. <laughs> and, and I said, what, you're giving me your sketch? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever, like do your thing, you know? And so I went into the bushes and, uh, I used this sketch. And the next thing I know, um, there's like, flashlights beaming all over the place. <laughs> um, you know, there's, there's a, the bull is coming into the yard and, uh, shining their light all over the trains. And, um, you know, I, I run back over to those guys and we start packing up our bags and, um, we run into the woods and I, we, we all like find a place to stash our bags and, um, we start to run further into the woods and we see, um, uh, lights from, from a, I think it was like a patrol car, um, pull up and like shining right into the woods. So basically we can't go into the woods and the bull is on the other side of the line. So, um, we just like run down the woods a little ways and, uh, basically like go as far away from the bulls we possibly could. And that, that yard had two pretty big lines, um, on the outside, I think it was like the, the east and the west line. And, and then in the middle of the yard was just this big field. And we basically ran into that big field and it was all just like filled with thorn bushes or something. Cause we were, <laughs> we basically like lied down on our stomachs and got thorns like stuck in our, all over us and, you know, burrs and whatnot. And, um, finally got out of there and, uh, you know, we, we got out of the yard and like we saw like on the overpass, a bunch of cop cars like racing to, to the yard to come into the yard. And, you know, we hid behind this dumpster and finally got into Erupt's car and got out of there. <laughs> so this, um, was, this was right after your poo attack that you noticed on the flashlights? Like you finished, you used the sketch, all of that? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Like it just, it, it, it all happened. Like, you know, as I said, no, nothing could be more inconvenient than having um, the shits and then all of a sudden <laughs> being raided, basically. Um, so if they found that sketch, they could link your DNA, <laughs> I guess you could call it? Yeah. Yeah, if they only had more funding for, um, you know, like their graffiti task force, uh, they could definitely, they could have done that. Um yeah, so thankfully they didn't, although 
um, you know, it was Hens's sketch, so they would have had the wrong right. guy. So they think they're Hens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, it's, <laughs> I, I'm from Utah. Like I'm, I uh, I'm I'm used to being out in the woods, you know, out in the wilderness, and I've I've used leaves, I've used socks. Um, you know, you, you do what you got to do. You know, you do your business. Um, and uh, yeah, sometimes you have like a little too much coffee and. Things don't go your way, really, you know. Well, I, I remember a few of us thought that maybe the, the paint fumes were associated with the, the number of uh, poo attack outbreaks. We all started wearing masks masks a lot more after that. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, I remember that rumor, too. I remember that what I've more frequently heard is that it will affect your, um, how much you have to pee, basically. Um huh. And uh, it, it freaks me out, you know. Um, but I, I think that that was just a rumor. I remember I read that in, like, Bomb the Suburbs. Um, <laughs> and I, I really think that it's just a rumor. In fact, I've grown less cautious of spray paint fumes. Um, I, I still wear a mask, but, uh, you know, I think that people are, like, really sort of afraid of a lot of things. Like, we are very resilient uh, creatures, you know? Um, and <laughs> I think that we can tolerate a lot. And it's, fortunately, we don't have all the lead and, like, crazy shit that's in the paint um, as as we used to. But then at the same time, we always come up with, like, a new thing that we realize is actually really bad for us. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, they're always doing uh, research on lab rats and finding out, all like, new forms of cancer and whatnot. So... Anyway, uh, who wants to live forever, you know? <laughs> That's actually why I paint graffiti. It's like a, a way of achieving uh, immortality, I think. All right. Well, <laughs> you've, you've accomplished a lot in your graffiti career. What's, what's next for Yeti? <laughs> uh, I have no idea. Um, I don't know. I just want to travel more, you know? That's basically it. Travel, go places, uh, meet new people, and... Uh, I'd, I'd love to, I, I went out to Costa Rica, painted with a bunch of people out there. I'd love to go out to like Chile um, and hook up with Hess, who's who's in our crew. Um, Hess is like totally insane. And uh, I, I think that there's a lot of like really great, um, you know, like scenes in uh, South America specifically. And I mean, I would love to like actually go to, Russia or something, you know, some totally exotic place. I, I haven't traveled as much as I would like to. So that's, I don't know, that's kind of the, the next thing that I'd like to do, I suppose. Cool. I remember really loving San Francisco. I love San Francisco. I feel like that's one of the places that I could live. <clears throat> I think that um, it actually comes out of... I, I remember one thing um, early on. Uh, like when I was still, I don't know if I was even old enough to drive. I was probably like 15, 16 or whatever. I went out to San Francisco, um, on a skateboarding trip basically. And that's like the first time that I saw a bunch of like twist stuff. And, um, you know, there was all sorts of, uh, like BA, like a lot of BA stuff back then and CBS. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I, took photos 
all like in all the pits, like the pits <laughs> of San Francisco. I had like all these giant pieces and everything. I remember um, it was a really amazing experience and total eye opener. And um, I had like a really good photo collection and like all these sketchbooks and everything. I remember I got um, <laughs> there was one night when Hans and I got rolled on and. Uh, before we even started painting and we got arrested, I, I got, all they could stick us with, with was curfew. I got, I got busted for curfew and Hans was actually 18 at, at, at the time and, and he got contributing to my curfew and I had to do, I had to do community service and all this crap basically. But, um, my dad was so furious that he made me throw out like all my old flicks and my sketchbooks and my paint and everything. Just like, you know, I was just like this little kid that was just like, (laughs) you know, going to jail pretty much. (laughs) And, um, but it, it didn't better me, you know, like I, I still kept doing it for some reason. I don't know why. (laughs) I remember this, the first time Um, I ever, I think the first time I ever met you, was it the the quasi legal wall? The, oh the yeah, taco well, stand yeah. that erupts, sort of finagled somehow. Yeah, yeah, we finagled that together actually. Oh okay. <laughs> uh, we. It was funny. I remember your article in Crime Time that basically alluded to how it all came about, and it was totally. It was it was right on point. In fact, I don't know. I wish I had it somewhere, but and I think I do, but I I would have to dig for it. But it said something to the effect that, you know, how it was it was how to get legal walls. Do you remember this? Yeah, and it was supposed to be a joke. Well, can you remember? Can you paraphrase what you said? Um, I th- I think I just made like a joke about, you know, the way to get legal walls is go and ask someone who doesn't really understand what you're asking them and then assume they gave you permission and paint and assume everything's going to be okay. <laughs> Cuz that's what we were doing like I remember starting, and I'm like, so are we supposed to be here? And he roughs is like, like, yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm like, what do you mean you think so? (laughs) It was especially funny to me um, because I feel like all the other legal walls that we had done, like you mentioned, you know, there's usually these stipulations of, uh, you know, I want this or that or whatever. Like I, I had done... I've been involved in so many productions with people where I have been like, just, you had to do the characters. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're the kid. And, that was called do the characters. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I had to do the hoagie sandwich on, on honor roll deli while everybody else got to do their pieces. Um, <laughs> right. I, I had to do the Von Bode characters, um, in that like nightclub, uh, bricks. Um, while everybody else did their pieces, what else? Uh, Sunshine Center. You know, I painted like people sun tanning, uh, sunning themselves. Actually, I did get to do a piece in that production, but for a while, I I felt like so burnt out on characters because I got to be known as like the guy that does the characters in the productions. And um, yeah, you're right. Like <laughs> I was always called for that. So when <laughs> when we got the legal at La Diana. Um, it was funny to me because I'd already like been kind of involved in that and in, in that process. And so tell uh, me how that yeah. worked. Yeah. Tell me. How that that's so that's we a good went story. There, I think. 
hijacking. Yeah, yeah. We, we went there and we were just, we kind of went in and we were like, you know, can we, can we talk to the owner? And, uh, you know, there were a bunch of people that were just like speaking Spanish and basically saying like, you know, kind of pointing us to this direction. And, and so we, we <laughs> went and talked to these guys and, um, you know, we were basically like, yeah, we want to paint your wall, blah, blah, blah. I think that we even had photos, you know, of stuff that we did and, and they're like, yeah, cool, you know, whatever, like whatever they could actually say, like it was probably cool or something. <laughs> and, um, but, but everything else was just like English people, like English speaking people trying to speak to Spanish speaking people and vice versa. And just, um, and, and they were really nice guys and laid back and they were just sort of nodded their heads. And so we were like, all right, like it's, it's all good, you know? <laughs> so we went back there and started painting and I remember you said something that like the, you, you went back to paint there by yourself and the FBI was there or something. Oh, I don't Do you remember that. I don't remember. I remember going back and like, it did turn out that they were running some sort of like illegal prescription drug thing and they, they were being investigated. Oh, that's right. That's right. They were there. The FBI was there and it yeah. was like taped off and they wouldn't let me. <laughs> yeah, I thought you case? said that they had like M16s pointed at you or <laughs> something crazy like that. I I remember that now. I thought it was like yeah. taped off and they had blocked it off and we I couldn't I I don't remember exactly but something like that. Yeah. So why did yeah. you guys pick Ladiana? Like did you just drive by the wall and think this looks like a good place? Yeah, we were just cruising around the west side of Salt Lake City looking for spots to paint and when we came upon La Diana, we just saw that it was like this really nice big wall and, and we were like, ah, oh, we should just talk to those guys. And, uh, you know, that was, that was it. I remember there were people that came through, um, Sharp from New York came and painted and, um, Hoax from AM7 came and painted. And, uh, it was just like this totally random spot that people would come through and, and uh, it was, really great for a while, but then they eventually buffed it because they got sick of all the drama, uh, like a lot of other legal walls, which, who cares, anyway, legal walls are so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's just pretty routine, you know, I mean, I, I have a love for painting, so I don't mind painting them, like, I'll, I'll have a good time painting them, because it's just fun to paint for me, right. but, um, it really, like, all the other stuff that's involved, that's, that's wrapped up in it, you know, like the risk and the adrenaline and all that that isn't present when you're doing it um, makes it kind of a, a big boner killer, you know? <laughs> well, uh, um, okay, I actually have another thing I wanted to ask you about. What happened with, like, the Red Bull thing? I, I just remember this giant, like, bull penis that you did on some... <laughs> <laughs> for some graph I don't even remember what it was I guess the guy like want, told you exactly everyone exactly what to do and so you decided to do your own thing and he wound up buying the painting or something like that oh uh, huh I don't I don't remember him buying it maybe he did maybe he did um, but I I do I remember that and it was just I, I, I felt like I don't know it was just, you know, a, a typical, like, graph jam, basically, and we had these, like, plywood boards to paint, like, the 4 by 8 sheet of plywood to do a piece, and it was, like, some contest or whatever, and they all wanted, like, Red Bull pieces, and I, I just, 
I felt like really kind of ambivalent about it, and I think that that's why I just like painted this um, this bowl with these testicles, you know, because I, I had heard some rumor that Red Bull was made with um, like some chemical that uh, came from like bull testicles or something. <laughs> um, but but I actually I found out like it's it's actually uh, something maybe. Maybe you can Google this, but I think it's actually some synthetic. Uh, well, well, they figured out how to synthetically produce some chemical that is found in bull bile. So it's actually even worse than bull testicles in a way. Um, it's it's bull bile, and uh, it, you know, I don't know. It's it's like I guess it just gives you like uh, a boost essentially. And I think people had been maybe already hip to it for a while. Like they, I don't know where they discovered this, but, um, <laughs> but essentially what I heard or, or what I read somewhere was that that chemical is being produced from bull bile. But at the time that I painted that, I, I thought of like bull testicles basically. So yeah, I mean, it's not that interesting of a story really. I don't, I don't remember. I think he may have bought it, but I can't remember. Maybe it was just because it was so absurd, you know? Um, well, maybe, I thought he like want, he was, he really liked it or something and he, he offered some money for it or something. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. I it was probably it. like 50 bucks or something. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Something like that. All right, Yeti. Well, uh, Thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Really appreciate it. Do you have any uh, last words or shout-outs you want to give? Um, no, you know, I, I think that that pretty much covers it for the most part. Um, well, maybe one last thing. What, what would you say to, to the younger riders that are coming up and, you know, they visit the site, they see, you know, all this great work from you and from other riders. What, what, what could you say to them to, you know, I don't know, influence them, encourage them in their career? Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> no? Bad question? <laughs> no, it's not a bad question. I just, I don't really know what to say that hasn't been said. Yeah, you know? that's true. Like, it, it seems like one of those things that, like, people are like, you know, just be knowledgeable, go into the yard and, uh, you know, know who, who's who and don't well, go is that, for, is that something you think about, though, about these young riders coming up and, you know, what they're going to do with the scene with, you know, the time that they have? and You know, I guess kind of not really. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't, don't get me wrong. I, I really love graffiti and I love the scene and, and I think that its trajectory um, – is important and its effect on culture is important and interesting and how it is connected with my own like personal life, you know, like the, the art that I make and everything. I, I think that all of the connections are like really incredibly important, but in terms of like younger kids coming up, it's like, I, I, I guess I, you know, I, I don't, I don't have that like sort of that same, feeling well I do I do to a certain extent I, I do have the same feeling that a lot of like older people have that is like you know these kids are um, 
not showing enough respect and like you know you got to go like bomb the city before you like get into the yard and yada yada all that stuff um <clears throat> but uh you know i i guess i feel like it's it's sort of it's been a very um it's been a very like sort of strange personal journey for me and i think that that's what a lot of people can get out of it is that uh you know just how you make it relevant for yourself and and how um you can be affected by it in your life i think is important um and it can be uh it it can have an impact but I don't know what I'm ultimately trying to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like where you're going. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I guess, I guess, I just feel um, like everybody finds their own way. You know, everybody figures it out. Uh, part of coming up for me was actually just figuring it out. And yeah, you're gonna do a lot of stupid shit. And I, in fact, still do stupid shit all the time, you know, and, um, yeah, you're going to piss a lot of people off and, uh, guess what? That's sort of the point. Like you're rocking the boat, you know, you're, you're rocking the boat by painting on a surface that does not belong to you. And so you're going to piss people off for doing that in the first place, but you're going to piss other writers off who are older than you and who painted the subways and you never painted the subways. So you don't know what it's like and blah, blah, blah. Who the fuck cares? Like, <laughs> just do your thing, you know? Um, have a good time doing it. Uh, don't get, like, wrapped up in the ego of it, you know? Like, I, I, I mean, I... Yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny. It's like, what could be... It's, it's funny how, how much people, like, think that it's just, like, the most amazing thing. It's not that I, I don't really have a love for it, but... Um, really, like, we're just a bunch of, like, dorky people, um, that are wrapped up in this weird subculture that, uh, does not have as a profound effect on other people as much as you would like it to have, although I do, as I said, I, I do think that it is significant in terms of, like, its impact on, on the culture of art, for instance, but... Uh, beyond that, you know, it's like, really, for me, what it's about is just, like, saying, hello, like, I exist, you know, here I am, I'm this person at a point in time, and I'm just saying hello, and and it's the same way, I, I, I feel like that's the same reason why Hello, My Name Is Stickers became so popular, is that it's like, you know, you're just you're just making people aware of your existence, that's all you're doing, you know, and... To think that you're doing anything more is sort of absurd in a way. Yeah. I think that's the perfect place to end this interview, Yeti. Uh, Yeti doing his thing. Really appreciate your time again, buddy. Sounds good. Thanks, Yeti. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a nice weekend, guys. Uh, Memorial right, Day. Remember, remember those people that have died from <laughs> brain cancer. <laughs> Nice. All right, man. Thanks again. We'll see you.